0: Hello, everyone. And one question. Are you thinking about listening to another podcast today? Well, big mistake. Big. Huge. Because today, on the HBO Max Movie Club hosted by me, iconic redhead, just kidding, I'm a brunette, Matt Rogers, we are honoring the one and only, and I mean truly one and only, Julia Roberts. Yes, her icon herself, Academy Award winner, one of the last great movie stars, rom-com legend, Erin Brockovich herself. She put the mystic in Mystic Pizza. She put the pizza in Mystic Pizza. Oh boy, oh boy. And she's got lots of films streaming on HBO Max right now, but I have chosen to represent her here today with one that I think is a little bit underrated, personally. 2003's Mona Lisa Smile. If you like Julia Roberts and other iconic actresses, hashtag going for it, you're going to love the way you look with this movie, I guarantee it. Or at least you're going to enjoy watching it. There's some true deliciousness going on, okay? Released December 19th, 2003, Mona Lisa Smile was directed by acclaimed director... Mike Newell, who also directed Four Weddings and a Funeral, Donnie Brasco, and Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, streaming now on HBO Max, by the way. This was written by Lawrence Connor and Mark Rosenthal. Fun fact... It was actually inspired by a magazine article written about Hillary Rodham Clinton, ever heard of her? Her time at Wellesley College in the 1960s. This film follows Julia Roberts as new art history teacher Katherine Watson at Wellesley, a conservative all-girls university. Catherine is very California, if you will. She's a progressive type and she comes to the school aiming to shake up the way these girls educate themselves as they move forward in a world that pretty much would rather see them just become wives and mothers before aiming for any higher education or professional aspirations. Catherine is able to teach the girls, and they are able to teach her in turn. And by the end of the film, everyone's learned valuable lessons about life and is able to see the world through new eyes. Just like any other teacher wants, Catherine has had an impact. We're all crying at the end, which is really what you want from a Julia movie, you know? One of the main reasons I wanted to watch this one again and discuss it here today is because I absolutely love the cast. Okay, Not only do we have Julia, who really is giving capital J Julia in this one. She's just effortlessly likable, using her smile as a secret little weapon. Casually cool, but with a little bit of bite if you cross her. She's really well matched across the board by a very cool ensemble full of really all the essential early aughts ladies. Most of whom have gone on to even cooler careers from this point, like Kirsten Dunst, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Jennifer Goodwin, Julia Stiles, Marsha Gay Harden, just to name a few. We've also got Dominic West, who's fucking hot. Sorry, he's hot as hell. He's playing an Italian teacher who's definitely that guy you don't fuck, but then what are you going to do? Not... You're kind of powerless. Topher Grace, he's around in the film. Dame Juliet Stevenson plays the lesbian nurse Amanda who shakes things up early on. And there's even wordless ensemble work by Kristen Ritter and Lily Robb, who obviously would both go on to big careers in television. Kristen is, of course, famously the B in Apartment 23, we're told not to trust. And she was very memorable on Breaking Bad. And Lily sort of stomps the yard in tons of Ryan Murphy projects, namely American Horror Story. Check out Coven for a great witchy work from her. They're both in this. They're in the ensemble. I love any movie with actresses firing on all cylinders, and I love an ensemble of actresses all at the top of their game. I think I might give MVP here to Maggie Gyllenhaal, though, because... At the time, this was sort of a breakout for her, and she's really, really great. She's got great stuff with Kirsten Dunst, Kiki Dunst, to her friends. She's one of my favorite actresses of all time. There's an amazing breakdown scene. I'm telling you, if you're anything like me, this movie has stuff to chew on, baby. Interestingly enough, Wellesley alumni were not actually very happy with this film when it came out, even though the production actually largely took place on campus, saying the film did not exactly get it right when it came to depicting Wellesley as a super conservative school. In the 50s and 60s, critical alumni claim that the school was actually quite radical and unlike its depiction in the film. Upon release, the president of Wellesley College said in a statement... The movie, to a far greater extent than the screenplay we originally read, characterizes the college as rigid and hidebound and the students as rich and spoiled. This creates a foil against which the Julia Roberts character, an art history teacher from California, can attack the conservative mores she finds at this elite and stodgy college in icy New England. Okay, drama. Personally, I think the movie first and foremost establishes that the women who attend the school are brilliant and should have many options in life, but the trappings of the time and the culture limit their possibilities, or so they believe. So I don't know if it's that deep, but I get being touchy. I just don't really have university pride like some of these ladies might. I went to NYU, which is basically a comic con version of a college. It's a college con in more ways than one. But I love the people I met along the way, including my producer on this podcast, Matt Stillo. He was my roommate. You never know who you'll meet along the way and who'll change your life, as this film shows. Julia made $25 million for this movie, geez. And the film ended up taking in $141 million worldwide off a $65 million budget. A success! And while it's not known as one of Julia's iconic films necessarily, it did come at a time in her life post-Oscar when she was pivoting towards more serious work, and I do love it. I appreciate it, and I'm excited to talk about it with my friend, host of the Seek Treatment podcast. She's got an amazing special out on Netflix called The Twist. She's gorgeous. She's super talented. She's super smart. She's incredible. And my pal, Catherine Cohen. Let's talk all about Mona Lisa's smile and Julia right now. Okay, wow. Welcome, everyone, to um, the best 35 minutes of your life with me and <sighs> Catherine Cohen. And Catherine Cohen is literally here live from Europe.
1: Live from london.england.com. I'm sitting on the floor of a house with no air conditioning and it is 102 <laughs> American degrees.
0: I, I Wait, okay. So what has it been like to sort of go to Europe? Very Not not unlike Catherine Watson in the film. At the end of the movie, she goes to explore Europe. That's very you. But what is it like to sort of hashtag convert to Celsius?
1: <laughs> Thank you for asking. It's been a really <laughs> difficult time for my family and I, but we're making it work. Everyone's <laughs> like, can you believe it's 30 degrees. I was like, <laughs> you are so stupid. It's a hundred. And then we fist fight yeah. to the death.
0: <laughs> fist fight to the death. No, I'm you happy pull. to be here.
1: Yeah. And I have to say, I just adored the movie you selected.
0: I have to say, like, uh, they told me this was going to be like a Julia Roberts-a-thon episode. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, let me see what she has on the streaming service, ah. HBO Max. And I saw Mona Lisa Smile. And I sort of flashed back, Catherine, to mm-hmm. my 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 13-year-old self, who was sort of like a Julia freak, mm. who did go see this movie in theaters. And I oh. have um, to understand, this is your first time watching this movie?
1: No, I had seen it before and loved it before, but I, I rewatched it because I because I adored it. I honestly kind of thought like, oh, I'll put it on the background like while I'm getting ready. And then two hours later, I'm like glued to my computer addicted.
0: (laughs) It's like surprising. They don't really talk about this movie Mm -mm. now. And I think like- Because they're scared. Because they're afraid. They're actually afraid. They're afraid of what happens if they're going to empower women by watching this film.
1: You know, the older I get, the more I realize people really do still hate women in such intense and beautiful ways. And this movie Mm. reminded me that I should just Mona Lisa smile my way through life. That's the the message, right?
0: I think the message is, she's smiling, but is she happy?
1: Oh, that's really good. Something we
0: have to ask not only ourselves, but of each other. You know what I mean? Check in on your strong friends.
1: I mean, check in on your Mona Lisa's. Check it under Mona Lisa. This is so good. But Kirsten Dunst in this film, I mean... Uh,
0: I mean, the, when she finally... So, she's playing... The thing about I love about Kirsten all the time is she just makes it look so easy. Like, yeah. she's never pushing. But this whole movie, like, you get the sense that she is about to literally shatter in half. And then when she does, you're just like... You're literally, you're devastated for her. She
1: and one of my other favorite actresses, Maggie Gyllenhaal, they have one of the, cl- they, they, they do so, they absolutely execute one of the, my favorite cinema tropes to perfection when she screams, sobs, cries into a hug, yeah. which then yeah. ends into a, a muffled heaving kind of.
0: Yes. He format. hates
1: you. He hates you. It's so he good. He doesn't want me.
0: He doesn't sleep with me. I'm just like, oh, my God, this woman has bared the 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 weight of the world. But the way and- she's
1: cruel to Jennifer Goodwin, like, I could not. I was so pissed the entire movie. I'm like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. But then she does win you back at the end. She
0: really does, and that is the power of Kirsten. I mean, like, she is absolutely vile the whole time. And when she's like like haughtily writing those like little op-eds for the paper, like just destroying women left and right, like you're just like, this is one of the most evil people in the world. But then you just realize, like, oh no, this actually the villain here is the patriarchy and society.
1: Yes, and those three amazing women could never thrive the way they do in this film without it's the film's anchor, it's leading lady, it's it's our girl, mm. Julia.
0: Julia, again, effortless, just making it look so easy. The second you see her on screen, you just, I just like, it, when the light hits a certain Ugh. movie star and you're just like, yeah, that person should be on celluloid at all times in their life. No, never, it's not insane.
1: Filmed. Like the way she is, when you see her on screen, it looks like she at the same time has a sexy secret that she'll never tell you, but also knows you better than you know yourself and makes you feel so warm mm-hmm. and loved. And how is she so beautiful?
0: She's so beautiful. And one thing I love about her is like, so at this point, it's 2003. She's like won her Oscar. She's like topped to the world, like on, in uh, top to the world, lol. Um, <laughs> she's fucking absolutely fucked the world, like with her big dick, um, but but like all the romantic comedy and everything. And so she knows like what people love about her is her big smile. And here, she really holds it back. Mm. She is like, I am not showing teeth. Almost this entire time. Yes. And she does it like two or three times. She smiles with teeth. She smiles with teeth like when she's with Dominic West, who, by the way,
1: mm. Murder absolutely
0: me. punch me in the head. It's mush. <laughs> she smiles with teeth then. And then at the very end, after the girls are riding on their bikes, which, by the way, I'm a sobbing mess. She smiles at the end, like with teeth and the movie like fades to black. And I'm like, I- come
1: on! I wish my teeth had that power. My teeth are always out like little sluts.
0: My teeth are always bearing
1: it all, asking for it. Dominic West, I forgot his (laughs) name. He's He's the one in The Affair.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, I really appreciated their nuanced love story. Like, to kind of because at the beginning you're like well he must be a dick and they're like well do we like him and they're like no like he's a sad loss. he's a cad he's just like pathetic and hates himself and that's why he acts out by sleeping with these young women
0: yeah yeah when he
1: i mean it's so good
0: and also like he genuinely is like a chemistry machine mm. like he's got it with everyone like you you honestly understand like when when they cut to that scene of him speaking italian in class uh-huh. and him teaching his class <gasps> you're like can you imagine if this was your teacher <laughs> i was like this should be
1: illegal like the girls are slipping off their chairs
0: <laughs> i would be open slipping for off their
1: school chairs sliding no. down
0: the hallways of wellesley <laughs> down, out into the
1: courtyard the 50s i mean you couldn't pay me to live in the 50s honey those stupid little hats my god they're all wearing these dumb long skirts
0: no they really were so dumb
1: you know what else i liked is that um say it with me marnie's husband and girls plays Jennifer oh. love address.
0: Yes, and by the <laughs> way, he was looking like a like a fresh faced little twink.
1: I I was feeling really drawn to him romantically.
0: Yeah. And also like he it's the kind of thing where it's like it's like that thing and she's all that, um, which I'll discuss w- with Pat Regan in just two weeks' time. <laughs> um, but it's like it's like that thing where You take glasses off a person, you realize Mm. they're absolutely stunning. That's him in this movie. It's like, oh, yeah, he's a nerd that's going to date Jennifer Goodwin, the other nerd. Like, oh, what flops? And then he takes off his glasses, and you're like, oh, my God. Talk about fucking being a painting. That's you.
1: He's painting vibes. And the way they make Jennifer Goodwin, like, the ugly friend, it's like, enough— Enough. <laughs> Hollywood needs medical attention. I'm like that girl is such a cutie patoot, Tina.
0: Yeah, she really was. I. What was your thoughts about when they were all doing synchronized swimming class?
1: Oh, I was like, <laughs> well, maybe I should be born in the 50s. <laughs>
0: Honestly, like, that and also Marsha Gay Harden teaching them, (gasps) like, husband class. Like, this is how you sit. This is how you hold a
1: cup. (laughs) She's unreal in it. She's like, I teach speech and elocution.
0: Elocution.
1: I was like, yes, you do.
0: She really is too good. Like, there's a scene where she's, like, showing Julia, like, what goes in the fridge and where and she like turns to the camera <laughs> and she, like at, at just the right time and like she just knows how to behave on camera that marcia gay
1: absolute <laughs> absolute. julia is just can you think of another actress even like her at all like wh- who there is no one like who's our generation's jewels
0: i guess like our generation doesn't really have one but at the time we were sort of spoiled because it was like julia it was sandra you know what I mean? Sandra Bullock I has mean, the powers. I mean, I know.
1: Do you think it's just because like that was our childhood so we're nostalgiana or do you think like they really were the greats?
0: I mean, they really were the greats, but also <sighs> like who who today is like that? I mean, is Jennifer no. Lawrence like that? Not really.
1: No, I say this with so much love towards my generation, but I feel like everyone now is just like like a like, a, like grab everyone if, if, here there's three, let's pick three words to describe how actresses are now. Gravel okay. <laughs> um, like oh
0: yeah, yeah, and
1: online. I feel like we're kind of now we're sort of sexualizing like girlishness and back girlishness. Yeah. Hard to say. And back then it was kind of like like Julia was like a fucking woman. Like she was about to womanize exactly. you. Like it yes. was adult women, and now it's little baby bottle pops.
0: Exactly. And you know when they kept saying like Julia Roberts's character Catherine was thirty in this, oh. I was like huh because for me like julia roberts will always be like at least 35 to me like even when she was young like in my best friend's wedding they keep making this big deal about how she's 28 and i'm like that woman is in her late 30s which i love for her and i still believe she's in her late 30s today but i believe she always exists in her late 30s like it's always gonna be i'm not that old
1: i had the exact same thought i was like she's Ageless like she I don't know what age she is in any yeah. film, but she's the Julia Roberts age.
0: Yes, exactly. There's a there's a special age that exists that was reserved just for her. And honestly, Sandra,
1: I can't wait to have my Julia Roberts birthday, which I think is 35. Yeah, I think it is. And whenever they're like, oh,
0: she's 30. I'm like, that woman's not 30. I'm sorry to say it. I, let me then- let me look up right now. How old Well, she I have to was. share
1: that I was truly sitting there with my abacus when she said she was engaged to that guy when she was 18 and 61. And I was sitting there doing the math. I was like, well, didn't they say it's 64? Yeah.
0: yeah. That math didn't okay. work for me. So, this movie is released in 2003, and Julia Roberts was born in 1967. That's which, take if me we're too doing long. math, which, which <laughs> we're both iconic at, we do so have a team 30, of
1: scientists.
0: So, th- so, she was fully 36. 30. 36.
1: Yeah. She made me think, should I finally get boat on my forehead?
0: <laughs> Honestly, she looks pristine.
1: She just has the most stunning face and every angle is perfect. Isn't that
0: frustrating when it's like someone mm-hmm. has a face and every angle is perfect. And there's a scene where it's a scene where she's just made love with Dominic West. Mm. And he like tosses her on the floor and she's laughing and she's like, ah. Oh! And that, I'm just scene. like, how fucking dare your hair lay this way? Just like, just and her hair in this movie. Oh my God. Uh,
1: it's like at the same, she also has like, I think she really embodies like the feminine and the masculine so well. Like she's all, like she yep. can just like, I can't, she's like a, she's like prancing between walking the line. Like, what is, when it comes to Julia, what is gender? Do you know what I mean? She reminds me of that.
0: <laughs> 100%. Yeah, she walked in she's and so she was strong, wearing the pants. Like,
1: yeah, she's like wearing yeah. sort of like a suit. Like, she doesn't want to get married. Like, fuck you, but she's so sexual and like all the men want her. And it's like, yes, girlina Frittara.
0: I feel as though <laughs> my favorite scene in the movie, speaking about like being a dom, is like the scene where Kirsten Dunst has gotten married and she's finally come back to class after like weeks of being away. Oh. And she sits down and Julia Thank Roberts you. is like, don't disregard our traditions just because you're subversive. Kirsten says subversive, which is such a way to say like, you big hoe. <laughs> and like um, Julia Roberts says, don't disrespect this class just because you're married. Mm, dun, 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 and they're just going back and forth. And I'm like, can you imagine? I don't know how you were, but I could never speak to a teacher this way.
1: No, the, the hottest part was when Julia puts her pencil on Kirsten's Ooh. chin and turns it away. That's my job. That's my job, mommy. That's mommy's job, she says. And
0: then Kirsten writes that horrible article.
1: Oh, you know, it's a really horny movie. Like Maggie is fully like kissing Jennifer Goodwin at one point. Like at the beginning. Oh, she's yeah. just like, come here. I'm like, everyone's horned up at this women's college and like I love it. I'm like, let's get gay with it, girls.
0: Maggie Jill, like oh. Did you did you watch this movie with Pat last night? Because I know Pat loves Maggie Jill.
1: Oh no, I wish. I um Pat just got in. I haven't seen him yet. Actually, I oh, okay. have to share. I was laughing, laughing <laughs> because Pat um arrived in London and texted me. <laughs> Texting me, are the outlets different here? (laughs) (laughs) I said, yes, sweetie. I'm picturing him trying to plug in his phone when he arrives at the hotel and he's like, wait, I got to text my friend. Is the outlets different? (laughs) Um, No, I'm seeing, I think I'm seeing him tomorrow. I was in, I was famously in Manchester. Oh yeah, we were talking about how we don't know how to do accents, even though we're both amazing actors
0: thespians (laughs) really i know speaking of accents like in this movie do you notice that some of the actresses are sort of doing like a a mid-atlantic thing like like julia styles julia 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 styles i don't necessarily know what the voice is but i do love it
1: i love her you know who i really hate always who i don't care first of all we can all agree that topher grace is the same person as toby mcguire
0: Yeah, very similar. I think that scholars have to really sit down and discuss what the actual differences are, and they're going to have to write a dissertation that I'll read before I make any big decisions about what I think.
1: Totally. So him in that movie, he was annoying. Some of the lines (laughs) in the movie are so on the nose, but... The actors pulled it off. When he's like, how can she go to law school and have dinner on the table by five?
0: By five. Yeah. Oh, God. I was like, can- someone hit this man. Remember when he said in that same scene when they're dancing together, Topher and Julia are dancing together and he just goes, congratulate me. Oh. And I'm like, <laughs> get out of here, you freak. Oh, he Who was talks Freaky to people Friday. like that? Can you imagine stepping into This is how you know he was a straight man. Hashtag. Is because he steps into a zone with Julia Roberts and mm. looks her in the face, Julia, and says, Congratulate me. And she goes, On what?
1: Oh, on what? Or something like that me. to that effect. Yeah, I that's exactly what happens. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, what are your other favorite Julia films? Now that we're here. I f-
0: Freaking love. Um, so obviously, Stepmom is on mm. HBO Max streaming now, and I was actually deciding between whether to talk about Stepmom with you or Mona Lisa Smile with you, and I did pick Mona Lisa Smile because I you feel like right. Stepmom, it was gonna drag drag me into the absolute depths because it is so sad.
1: Yeah, I really movies like that, like I cannot watch something that sad more than once in my life because I'll just I'll be like heaving over the toilet um crying. Yeah. I'm yeah, not exaggerating. I'm just so <laughs> fucking sensitive, you guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so open like an exposed nerve. Yeah. Um,
1: but then like that, that is
0: a good movie. I can appreciate that. I picked this one because it's like a large female cast and I just love when actresses are like tearing it up. But horror. It, in that same spirit... I would say Julia has torn it up in My Best Friend's Wedding, which probably mm. is my favorite Julia because it also has Cameron Diaz, a young, fulling, full of potential, bursting with potential, as we say. You Cameron and Cameron are, are
1: very similar in my mind. You feel this way? You <laughs> you feel this way? You, for some reason, I'm like, are you guys like related? Like you're the Cameron Diaz. What? of podcasting, like, of live oh comedy. Oh, my like, God.
0: The Cameron Diaz of podcasting is a huge title I will put on
1: my website. <laughs> like, you're both, like... You both are so... Like, if you saw a picture, like, they're so hot, but then you're, like, quirky, relatable, funny when you're, like, oh my in, in motion. God. Do you know what I now
0: mean? I'm, now, I'm going to literally leave this hotel room, stomp the yard in, in New York, and no one's going to stand a chance. What's your favorite, Julia?
1: I mean, Best Friend's Wedding is unreal.
0: It's just unreal. And also, what I love about it is she is not playing a likable person. And Ugh. that's what I love about Julia too, is like even in Mona Lisa Smile, it's like she comes in and towards the end, you are you are a little bit like, like like when she has her conversation with Julia Styles, when she's like, go to Yale, go to Yale, go mm. to Yale. And Julia's like, mama, I just want to be married. Like, that's okay. Like, I, I think it's great that I got in. Who knows what my future holds, but like, I want a family, et cetera. You are a little bit to Julia, like, okay, Julia, maybe mm. you have something to learn. And she never shies away from that.
1: I know. Well, she's, there's not an unlikable bone in her body.
0: No. And she's never too
1: sweet. She's never too sweet either.
0: Even in Best Friend's Wedding, where she's like literally doing reprehensible things, you're still on Julia's side.
1: Because she's savory. Like she's not, she's savory. Like Jennifer's sweet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kirsten's kind of sweet in this movie, even though she's Salty. Oh, salt. I was like, what's another flavor?
0: <laughs> I would say salty. I would say Gyllenhaal Hall is giving a sort of savory flavor. Jillen Hall oh, yeah. is like,
1: she's like, um, umami. Yeah, yeah, she's giving like a, a long simmering stew. She's like, oh,
0: <laughs> French I, cuisine. I couldn't handle Maggie Gyllenhaal on this with her like messy hair when she's looking in the mirror and she's like, do I look like her? Oh, and they go, that's who? Catherine so Watson. Why would you want to? I think she's fabulous.
1: So That was given Catherine.
0: Catherine, that's this the the role that you would play in this in the stage oh, version of that. this in the musical version of this is. Oh, that'd be a, good, Jill. It'd be a good
1: musical, honestly. Wouldn't it? Well, I don't support making movies into musicals because I'm absolutely exhausted and I've, I'm just I'm I'm exhausted. I don't have time. But I think it would make a really good one because so many interesting every character you're, you're invested in every character's journey.
0: Yeah, they should do six, but with Mona Lisa's smile.
1: I, I, each, each, I each really want to see six I haven't seen it yet
0: I heard it's pretty good It's basically like A pop star concert Like each okay. character Kind of stomps out And like has a number Which I think <laughs> would work For Mona Lisa Smile Like each character Comes <gasps> out And Jen, <gasps> <gasps> Jennifer <gasps> Gilbert Would be like
1: I want to be married <laughs> but, but I'm ugly know. No one will fuck me <laughs> Kirsten Dunst hates me She believes me yeah. <laughs>
0: I, and Kirsten Dunst says just like A gorgeous ballad at the end That's just like I like Who you think (laughs) I'm more? I'm not who you think. I'm I'm more. more.
1: (laughs) Yeah, in the in the album, in the original cast recording. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Wait, what? Can I, I? I might have missed it. What? How does she end the? Or what is the closing button between Julia and the Italian professor? Is it just a look at graduation?
0: Okay, so what happens is she finds out that he's a big fat liar and never even went to Italy and wasn't in the army at all or whatever. And so basically, like... He says that nasty thing to her, which is you didn't come here to teach the girls how to live. You 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 came here to teach them how to live the Catherine way. Like you just want them to be like you. You didn't come here to actually educate. You came here to educate how to be like you. And she's like, she basically just like is like, fuck off. And she leaves. And I actually don't even think they have a moment after that.
1: Right. That's I was, I was like, did I miss that? But I, A, would you break up with someone if they lied to you about having gone to Italy?
0: if they lied to me about having gone to italy no in any I, think context. We, I think that I, I think that we could i think we could work through it when he's that hot because that's yeah. the thing about me is just like i'm willing to sort of deal with someone that's that hot for way too oh, long and it has I, served me badly in the in the past
1: Wait, are are you dating anyone right now? Not to I'm even. currently
0: not. I'm currently Oak? not.
1: But you are in New York, so anything can happen there. Famously, the way that anything can
0: happen here, I've been a little, I've been a little like exhausted by gay men mm. recently. After mm-hmm. like Pride Month, I famously like always feel like I want to retire my homosexuality. Oh, but cool. <laughs> my th- my thing is to, after Pride Month, I'm just like, okay, I can't do this anymore. But <laughs> you had your fill. I. But I did go through something earlier in the year where I stuck with someone who was Mm -hmm. so fucking hot for too long. And so I admired Julia just walking Mm -hmm. away from this absolute smoke show because of her own personal convictions, which was in line with her character.
1: But to be fair, did she literally have to leave the country so she wouldn't fuck him? (laughs) Because you couldn't you couldn't work at Wellesley and not continue to have at least casual sex with that guy.
0: Literally. Literally, I wonder Wait, what his question-
1: dick's like. That's be a honestly, song. it's probably I an what absolute dick's like? smash. Have you heard? Maggie knows, Susie knows, everyone knows. Have you heard? What is, Dick what like? is dicks like? <laughs> what is dicks like? What is dicks
0: like? I heard it's like an amazing cone of ice cream. <laughs> I heard it's like an amazing nightmare dream. <laughs> and then, like oh, Marsha Gay comes in and is like, oh, I heard it's like, blah, blah. like she, she's like the funny character. Marsha Gay. Oh who, yeah, well obviously she she's, comes she's, in and we laugh.
1: <laughs> No, she says the line, and it's like a, a pause. Everyone looks at her like, And she goes, what? And the music comes back in. Do you know what I mean? Like, Whoa, like record scratch. And, and the
0: audience is absolutely dead for them. The audience was just full of, like, you know, parents and their young kids. And, like, it's like, oh, it's okay. It's cheeky humor. It's a little bit edgy, but it's Broadway. We brought them in from the, we came into the city for this. You know what Yeah, I
1: maybe because it's Broadway instead of what it, what's his dick like. It's like, what's his book like? With, like, really bad, and you end up, like, holding big books in front of their pussies. Yeah. <laughs> how big is his book? Oh, how big? get his book. I've read his book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, question for you regarding Wellesley. So you are famously a Princeton girl. So yes. did you ever look at the College of Wellesley and think maybe that? Or were you like no way?
1: No, I think coming from Texas, like I wasn't really familiar with the like New England liberal arts scene. Right. Um so I didn't really know about it. But now I know that it's, you know, prestigious and it's gorgeous. The campus is stunning.
0: Well, you know that the the college itself was pissed off about this movie.
1: Why? Because Because they they like giving out birth control?
0: (laughs) I think that that didn't have nothing to do with it. I think they were like, oh, you depicted us as very conservative and Mm. stodgy. And actually, the college has always been quite radical, even in the 50s and 60s. And did you Mm. know the movie was basically written because there was a magazine article about Hillary Rodham Clinton's time at Wellesley College in the 60s. And it, like, inspired the movie. Because basically, like, that was Hillary's whole thing. Like, when she went to Wellesley, was, like, she was one of the few that went on to higher education, Mm -hmm. I think. And, like, or at least that was the idea. That it was, like, based on her deciding, I'm going to be, you know, forward-thinking and think about myself first and my career before I think about, you know, transitioning into family life. And I think that the college was a little bit, like, you know on edge about the fact that it depicted them as like a catch-all for society and culture at the time being like women do this and you know like i think that they just felt like they understood why they were a stand in for the way society was but actually in the reality was that wellesley was quite a progressive radical school even though the time was very conservative
1: well, I when I was watching the movie, I say this smells like it was adapted from a novel. Was
0: mm-hmm. it not? It was giving novel adaptation big time.
1: Doesn't it seem so novely? It
0: I, <laughs> the fact that this isn't a novel.
1: I should is write. The, I'm like, how about a novel me. inspired by the movie? I I have to say, Catherine, the more that
0: you discuss and sort of improvise songs, <laughs> I think that you are the one to adapt this into a musical. <laughs> I really What's do. What's his book
1: like? What's his book like? But you know, can I ask you this? <laughs> Wait, what was I going to say? Oh, I was getting... You know, I love it. I was just thinking when I was... I love this genre of movie so much. Like, I love Dead Poet Society. is one of my favorite movies ever. Like, we're, we're this is a very charming much the teacher. very girl oh.
0: boss version of that. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's the girl <laughs> boss version of Dead Poet Society. And No One Dies, which is amazing.
0: Oh, huge.
1: Unless you count... Well... No, everyone has a happy ending, honestly, which I, I appreciate.
0: Well, even Kirsten Dunst, like, you get the sense that, like, she will be happier now. Like, she's devastated you know, at the end.
1: They really dropped the, um, that Jewish slur very casually at the end.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, y- you get the sense that she's like, hey, mom, I see you and I'm checking you and you may it never like, change, Whoa. but just know I am. I know that New York <laughs> K word. I was like, that Whoa. was
1: wild. Oh! I know. That's, that's,
0: that's, 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 of course, a whole song in the musical.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Should you call? What did she say? You can <laughs> use that word. <laughs> But New York girls, yeah, it's called it's called like New York girls. She's New York a New girls. York girl, yeah. If you know what I mean, she's a New York girl. Everyone's like gesturing at their like noses, like <laughs> full.
0: It's like a full performance of racism, which honestly is welcome on the Broadway stage in two thousand twenty two. Apparently, show. yeah.
1: <laughs> well, um, Maggie was amazing. Yeah, I think they all have a happy ending, except I mean, I feel I don't I don't feel bad for him, but I think. Dominic is probably going to go back to his old ways.
0: Yeah, he's going to keep like fucking nailing students and also the casualness with which he was allowed to just do that, like when they were all at functions together and he would just be dancing with students. I guess these girls were like of age, but still, it didn't feel right to me.
1: I never fucked any of my professors, not even once. Doesn't that suck?
0: Didn't you want to? Was there a few professors that you were like absolutely that one will be the one tonight?
1: No, there honestly wasn't anyone that was like even re- there wasn't really anyone hot. Like everyone was sort of either weak seeming or really really old. But there are actually juicy couture. There are two two Princeton girls who were there, younger than me, but they were there when I was there. Who have since married professors.
0: Shut up.
1: And one who's literally and one of them I he I was in his class and he's literally in his seventies. No.
0: And, and the, the girls thing about our them. Age?
1: yeah the girls are our age and I have to say they both happen to be like some of the smartest in their class like they're like both like some like freaky geniuses
0: so do you think they were drawn to his intelligence
1: I don't know what they're drawn to what's his book like Uh Like, did you read his book book? Uh, did you read his book did you read his book
0: (laughs) and then like he comes in with a huge book and then all the women just sort of look at each other wait this is a great idea for the end of the song no no they literally he comes in with a massive book
1: they climb on it and there's a whole like tap dance (laughs) they tap dance on it
0: yes oh my god Forty Second Street. This. wait why are we literally doing we're geniuses the great work of broadway right now
1: i have to tell you this we forgot to talk about the biggest thing was that jewel
0: no it was tori amos are you that you're talking about look like si- jewel are you talking about the singer in at the, the w-
1: at the wedding yeah that
0: was that was tori amos mama
1: doesn't that look like jewel to you
0: I feel like she has a Jewel vibe, but it oh. was 100%, in fact, Tori Amos, the singer. And I, I oh, had to wow. stop it and rewind it. I was like, was that?
1: And oh, it was. wow. Amazing. Yeah.
0: She's Although I would have loved if it was Jewel.
1: I, I'm like, are we sure? Tori Amos. I'm positive. I actually, Look at you I, Googling
0: I, I, it as if I haven't done prep for this goddamn episode. I obviously <laughs> believe you. I guess I didn't know
1: what Tori Amos looks like. Honestly, I don't really know her as well as I know Jewel. Yeah, um, it was her. So she basically, looks like
0: Jewel. while while she looks sort of like Jewel, I mean, they both You're they both have what we call <laughs> no, no, we, we they they have late '90s singer songwriter power, and they have yeah. that energy, and so therefore, I'm completely understanding why you think it was Jewel. I have a couple segments we do on this podcast. Oh, One cool, is called okay. "Get This Hot Takes."
1: This is called <laughs> "Hot Takes." Oh, it's a scorcher.
0: Yeah, it's a scorcher. Okay, Melanie T has given a hot take and she says three words. Dame Juliet Stevenson. Now I put it to you, Catherine. Who is Dame Juliet Stevenson <laughs> in this movie?
1: Dame like that's the name of one of the characters?
0: Actress. No. I'm gonna to tell that. you. Oh, oh, was- is it
1: the is it the lesbian? The, nurse? Lesbian nurse.
0: She's the lesbian unreal. nurse was a powerful character. And her name is Dame Juliet Stevenson. And yes, she is a dame. Powerful English actress. Talk about accent work. Would never know. And she oh. is iconically the lesbian nurse who gives birth control to Maggie Gyllenhaal and is p- really patient zero of the epidemic of yeah. Kirsten Dunst's typewriter.
1: <laughs> she is uh, an amazing actress. What else is she? In? I, I definitely recognize her for many things.
0: We have to look it up because literally, I I thought to myself, like, who is this woman in this Laura Dern role? Oh, she was in *Bend It Like Beckham*. She is an Mm -hmm. English actor of stage and screen. She was in, hmm, okay, uh, *Being Julia*, *Emma*, the movie *Infamous*. She is known for her role in the film *Truly Madly Deeply*. Okay, for which she was nominated for the BAFTA Award for Best Actress in a Leading Role. So this is a true thespiana.
1: Yeah, I could tell. But also, did you notice there were lots of familiar faces in like the larger <gasps> class? Like, I think was that Kristen, Kristen
0: Ritter, Ritter,
1: yeah, and, yeah, um, and
0: also Lily Rob.
1: Yes, I was like, who was like, who's that American Horror Story girl who's so good?
0: A hundred percent, the witchy woman from American ho- Horror Story. She's Coven. so good. At, that was actually another one of the of the hot takes, being like, "Oh my god, OMG, Kristen Ritter!" at who may see it? This is this is from Benji. OMG, hey, ben G. Kristen Ritter. And Lily Robb, wordlessly in the ensemble, LOL. Yeah. yeah so obviously, like, m- Mama, take those extra gigs. Uh, all my actresses out there, book your extra yeah. work. You never know when you're going to pop off in the ensemble because also they do have a star quality in the ensemble. Absolutely. You know what I
1: mean? They stood out. And you know who else I really liked? The girl who says that her family has a Picasso. Oh yeah, she was good. What was her deal? <laughs> I don't know, but I, she had all these little bitchy lines.
0: Yeah, she like had so many bitchy lines, like which I think is very useful in a film.
1: You need it. Oh, <laughs> there was such a weird moment that do you remember when she was like, tonally the movie the whole movie shifted when Julia's like, you know, now we have reprints of Van Gogh everywhere, like we have this, and and Jennifer Goodwin goes, the cal- we have a calendar, and Julia's yeah. like, yeah. Do you remember that? It was, yeah. uh, it was so and the stupid. calendar. Jennifer yeah like, okay. was giving
0: me, she was giving me borderline annoying sometimes. Like she totally. was definitely that girl in class. And how about how fast they ran to the light to turn off the light so the projector could happen? <laughs> can you imagine ever moving that quickly in your life? The way those girls like would run,
1: oh run my God.
0: sprint to the damn wall.
1: You know, it's interesting because so everything about school for me was about trying to get boys to like me. Like every single 100%. thing. So I can't imagine so can going you imagine? to school. No, no. I that would be imagine. a
0: non-starter for me, I, although it's different for me because uh, going to school with all men, that He's would be so sort horny. of different for me. I'd be a little horned up. But um, that actually girls, is... An- though. I would miss my girls so much, and I would actually be at the other college all the time. Like, if there was an all-girls school, I'd be like, come on, ladies, get in the car. We're going drinking, girls. We're getting that martini We would like, martini sneak you on. in after
1: hours, and we're like, he's not allowed to sleep here. And finally, the, the Marsha Gay is like, oh, it's fine.
0: Oh, it's fine. <laughs> um, wait, but also, one of my favorite scenes was when they bring Julia into the secret society.
1: Oh, and Julia's yeah. like,
0: so, Julia's smiling with teeth in that scene too. And totally. she's like,
1: I'm so excited to be one of the girls. And yeah. then
0: essentially they interrogate her and Kirsten is there. Who invited her?
1: I know. We haven't even addressed um, John Slattery's proposal.
0: <gasps> Another stud, I think.
1: I know, absolute. He also is John Slattery age. He's not of any age.
0: Oh, 100%. He's been 50 forever. Yeah. He's 50 in this movie in 2003. He's 50 now. He's 50 in Mad Men. He's never... He's 50 Never ever Um, But speaking of my sexual attraction to John Slattery I do have another segment on this podcast that I do called But How Is It A Queer Narrative? Mm. Every time I have a film that we we look at on this podcast I have to over a techno beat that is plugged in (laughs) in later I have to talk about how this film is a queer narrative And then we'll have you add as well So here we go period hairstyles julia versus kirsten everyone goes through a personal transformation marcia gay Harden. think about it they fire the lesbian who dares to shake it up Tori Amos cameos as a singer all one gender getting horny together there's a guy I shouldn't fuck I'm gonna fuck that guy being prepared yes doing prep who am I I am every woman and that's how this movie is a queer narrative that's for me do you have anything <laughs> to add how, how does this movie contribute to a queer narrative for you
1: art art <laughs> Yes, appreciation of the finer things yeah the finer things in life
0: I just love that I'm talking to you about this movie from Europe (laughs) it really I feel like it gives it a cultural (laughs) edge
1: I'm so I'm so happy I could deliver that because I'm not looking very sophisticated on the floor with my fan right now but I'm I disagree okay thank you I'm wearing an exercise I think that you're bringing
0: your brand to Europe which is a sort of cultural exchange which is what happens in this film
1: I love it here I'm just like people. Just care about me more here. They do. I wait till I come. I'm not going to come back.
0: You always threaten.
1: <laughs> I don't know. You know. Um. Finally, Brian's going to come over for for the end of the fringe. Really I was going to ask.
0: Did you, did you bring your lover? Did you, did you bring your lover over to the other continent?
1: He's going to come. Yeah, we've never been here together. I'm excited.
0: Oh my god, that'll be so fun. Be but
1: great. not
0: as fun as it was doing this episode. I'll tell you,
1: honey. Perfect segue. I could talk to you for hours, but I was with a nice uh, respite to do a little Mona Lisa.
0: Mona Lisa smile. And I am Mona Lisa smiling at you, Catherine Cohen, from all the way here <laughs> I will in America. Mona Lisa towards you. Uh, and, and, and the question, she is smiling, but is she happy? I can firmly say that, yes, I am.
1: Me too. I'm happy too.
0: Um, thank you so much for joining me on this app. I love you today. Thank
1: you for having me. I love you so much. Have the best time. And um, we'll talk to you soon. Enjoy New York. Ooh. All right,
0: y'all. That's it for this episode. Come back in two weeks where we'll be talking about She's All That with Pat Regan. Gentlemen, we have a winner. With Laney Boggs? nuh no, 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 no. Hey, a bet's a bet, bro. Right, Preston? Hey, man, this is between you guys. <laughs> be sure to send in your hot takes on this movie and all things 90s teen films to at HBO Max Movies on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for joining the HBO Max Movie Club. The movies we talked about today are currently available on HBO Max. Check the show notes for exact streaming dates. And if you haven't already subscribed, rated, or reviewed our show, please do so on the iHeartRadio app, HBO Max, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you might get your podcasts. HBO Max Movie Club is a production of HBO Max and iHeartRadio, hosted by me, Matt Rogers. Our executive producer is Matt Stillo. Our producer is Sierra Kaiser, and today's episode was written and researched by Kate Voss.